lot of people always say, I promise I'll do it tomorrow. Stop talking to yourself like that. Quit putting that pressure on tomorrow you, or today will be wasted and tomorrow will be dreaded. Tell today you to get it done and let tomorrow you have the chance to start fresh. Be good to yourself. I don't know if you're gonna see this voice moment, but I thought I was happy. Are, are you happy? I'm not happy at all. The question is, are you happy? I'm the happiest I've ever been right now. P.S. Be the person who you'd want to meet because somebody needs you. Welcome to Are You Happy? The Happy Hour. And welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Are You Happy? Podcast. Back by popular demand, we are talking to business folk because not only are they super amazing in the business world, but they are also people who can tell us about happiness, their journey within happiness, but also give us some insight into other areas of their life and other wisdoms that they might have for us. We are talking to Destin Hare, who is the founder of Golden Years Health and Life Insurance Agency. But wait, wait, there's more. Destin is also writing a book and she is on day number 24, right? Day Correct. 24 of 365 days of writing for this book. And it's part of the book. So we're going to hear more about that. But let's meet Destin. Thank you so much for being here. How are you today, Destin? I cannot single up a complaint. So hey. <laughs> well, we are so excited to talk about all kinds of things because as I've learned in our pre-interview, you are just a true jack of all trades and you have so much experience in so many things. But I definitely want to start off with this book that you're working on. So tell us about it. Yeah. So it's called Copy and Quote. The whole premise and idea behind it is every single day for 365 days, I'm going to write a quote. And then once the 365 days in 2023 is over, that is when I will officially publish the book itself. But I've been working at this for 24 days now, since it is January 24th. The idea kind of came to me, my best friend and I'm really big writers and readers. And he told me that I was bound to write a book. I'm, I'm a really good writer and I should write a book. And I Went back and forth on the idea because I didn't really want to write a fictional book because I don't read them. And I didn't really want to write a book about myself because it just didn't seem fitting. We always send each other motivational texts and quotes in the morning. And it wasn't even cheesy. It was just fun and got you up. And it made every day feel like there was a theme or, you know, something to it that you had to focus on rather than just waking up and making it another day where you could choose to be happy, sad, mad, glad, whatever it could be. So I will give credit when credit is due. He did encourage and inspire me to write this. So I'm finishing out this idea and doing it every single day. And so far, I've been posting a couple of them every morning on my Instagram as well, just giving people a little taste of it. And it's gotten a lot of really good attention. So I'm excited for it, truthfully. Yeah, I think that that's like taking journaling like to a nth degree, you know? Right. Because not only are you putting it out there for people to receive, but also once it becomes this book, you know, then it'll really get out there. So that must be exciting for sure. But I don't know if you read Jesus Calling or if anybody that listening has heard of Jesus Calling by Sarah Young. It's a devotional book. And every single day it gives you your devotion of the day. And that kind of inspired my like daily 365 idea. So it came from there. But I just journal it and this little journal book here. And then, I, like I said, I'll post it sometimes on my Instagram, Dustin G. Hare, H-A-R-E. The whole theme of them is just giving kind of like a, a mental stimulant, 
you know what I mean? I wouldn't even say like a motivation. I really wouldn't say just a push. It's more just a mental stimulant, a theme for the day, something to focus on your part of the brain that is supposed to be the true you, the positive you, and shutting off that part X, if that makes sense. Or I can kind of dive into the that a bit more if you need me to. Yeah, because I really like that phrase, mental stimulant. It's almost like saying you're putting like a catalyst in place in their brain, but not with a specific direction. Correct. Correct. Because it can find online in a million ways, a motivational video or short clip or TikTok or Instagram account or whatever it may be. And I can scroll through those anytime I feel like I need a push. But with this, I figured the mental stimulant kind of gives just a purpose, a theme and a reminder of the day every day versus turning it on and off with a motivation. So like, for example, my first one on January 1st is you get this day once, you get this year once, you get this life once. Your life is measured in years. Your years are measured in days. Your days are measured in accomplishments. The math is simple. If you want to solve for an accomplished life, add up all of your accomplished days. So kind of set a tone of accomplishing something every single day is going to give you that fulfillment of like an accomplished life. But there are some other ones that I'll do as well, just to give people reminders. So like January 12th, one I wrote here is a common quote a lot of people always say is I promise I'll do it tomorrow. Like, I'm sure you're guilty of saying that. I'm saying it too. So stop talking to yourself like that. Quit putting that pressure on tomorrow you or today will be wasted and tomorrow will be dreaded. Tell today you to get it done and let tomorrow you have the chance to start fresh. Be good to yourself. That kind of thing. I like it. I think that's really nice. And we've gotten a preview. I like There's it. Well, a little sneak peek. <laughs> I'm excited for it. I cannot wait till it comes out. Please make sure you let us know when it comes out. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'll release the dates on my Instagram whenever I know for sure that it's going to be published. And so I guess like when you started writing the book, did you feel at all daunted by the task at any point in time? Or were you just like, I do this all the time. Amazing. Another question. So I've been doing this practice for a little over a year now, but at night I've created a complete routine for myself. And I meditate in prayer and then I'll either journal right there at night or I'll make some kind of sticky note and put it by my nightstand and then in the morning I'll journal. But at some point I have to write something down because things don't come into fruition unless you write them down. You won't even remember things unless you write them down. So there's something about writing something down that makes it permanent. So I think that practice of journaling and just writing on a daily basis really let me hear my words back to myself. Mm -hmm. And that alone kind of sparked this interest in me of if some of the things that I write and I share with other people, if they like it, there's got to be something more to it, something that could reach out and reach more souls. And I'm also a really big reader as well. One of the books I've been getting some of my friends on is called Don't Just Sit There. Honestly, the way that this book was portrayed, it was beautiful to me. But one of the concepts in there that really related to me, it talks in the beginning about the movie Forrest Gump, which I'm sure you've seen, right? So it goes in depth about Forrest Gump itself, the movie, and how it should be perceived if you rewatch it. And the premise is Forrest himself is your soul. 
and your soul isn't sexy. It's not glamorous enough for you, but it is your soul. It's it's pure. It's happy. That's the way that the soul was made to be. And so many of us, like Jenny, are out here looking for a soul mate, and we're searching to find this out sourced happiness. Instead of just saying that our soul could be our happiness, we're looking to move to find happiness or find vices to find happiness or switch jobs to find happiness rather than accepting that maybe our own soul could be our soulmate, just the way that Jenny treated Forrest. And then you've got Lieutenant Dan, of course, who's like the rejection of how good and pure our soul really is and just kind of the negativity we can bring upon ourselves, how we may see ourselves versus what we really are and looking at life as it's woe is me and it's put these things on us that's preventing us from living like not having the full potential that Forrest and other people have but again it's all channeling back to they gear towards Forrest they always come back to Forrest and that's the whole theme because you're always going to come back to your soul your happy place so I think that reading into deeper meanings and things like that obviously can really educate you on diving into yourself and things of that nature. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Speaking of this long path here, we, we do like to ask our questions, our signature questions. So that being said, are you happy? It's a good one. I had a feeling this was coming. I wonder what made me think this was coming. <laughs> but my answer to that is yes, happiness is a state of mind. And if you control your mind, you control your happiness. And I'm always in control of my mind. So I am very happy. And your idea that happiness is a state of mind, is that something that you derived on through your own personal experience? Or was it something that is a culmination of words from other people? So that really comes from me and part X, kind of like what I was saying earlier. Kind of works like this. If I said to you, today will be the best day. Well, the part X in my brain is going to say, how do you know? If I said, because I said so. And that part X said, well, why does that make it so? And if I said back, because I know that everything that happens today has a reason and that reason will be best for me. And that's what makes it so that today will be the best day. Well, I've just fully controlled my mind. Even the negative parts that tried to creep in and tell me otherwise, I have completely controlled the conversation. And so I can control my happiness. And if I guess like for yourself, in addition to your book, in addition to your other business endeavors, what else in your everyday life makes you happy? Truthfully, as cheesy as this may sound, I like to concise everything to one word and I would say gratitude. It is exceedingly the root to all happiness on a daily basis, on a life basis, whatever you want to look at it on its scale. But negative thoughts equal negative actions or negative connotations and positive thoughts equal positive actions and positive connotations. And therefore, you are what you think you are. So if I think that I am going to have a positive day or if I'm a positive person, I'm going to have a positive day, I'm going to be a positive person. If I start connotating things to, to negative actions and negative thoughts, well, that's what this day is going to be. That's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be a negative person. It's going to be a negative day. Kind of like if you go to a restaurant and the first time you go, you're like, I absolutely loved bolognese best bolognese ever and you go back it's the best you go back it's the best but for whatever reason on the third time whether you bring somebody with you it's not that big on pasta and they eat it and they're like i still i don't get it dustin you said it was the best bolognese 
I still don't really like it. For whatever reason, now you kind of have a negative connotation to that bolognese, even though you loved it. But somebody else didn't, it kind of put a sour taste in your mouth because you're like, was it as good as I thought it was? I don't know. But if I didn't have that negative experience, if that negative thought didn't creep into my head, nothing would have stopped me from fully believing that that was the best bolognese I've ever had in my life. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing. If we are built to be positive people, if we've never had a negative experience, then we're never going to have a negative connotation. Do you think that there's also stock in meditating on the negative experiences that we have? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because it's learning from those and finding, this is my concise version of that. There is a purpose to every problem. If you do not find the purpose, you will always have the problem. And a problem could be a specific materialistic or fathomable problem, or it could just be a problem that you don't even know is existing. But either way, if you do not find the purpose, you're going to continue to have it because these problems are there for a reason. They're there to build us and teach us. And I'm a firm believer that if everything happens to you for a reason, you have to find that reason. You've got to find the, the purpose. So if I told you I'm not happy, you're probably going to respond back and say, well, why? I'm going to say something like, I, I don't know. It, maybe it's maybe it's just something going on in my head. You're going to say, well, what's going on in your head? I'm going to say, well, I guess I'm just stressed. you got to keep going deeper. If you don't keep asking, you will not find it. I mean, really, it's got what's going on in your head. I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact that money's been kind of tight and my job seems to be really getting harder. What's making it harder? Well, we got to whatever it could be. you got to keep going. you got to keep going because it's not as surface level as it seems. It's not just I don't feel like I have enough money or I don't feel like my job is making me happy or I don't feel like I'm as healthy as I should. It's deeper. Everything comes from a root. We are super complex. So if you're not willing to dive into that darkness, you're not going to find your own light at the end of it. So yes, negative is also perceived as problems. You got to find a purpose to the problem and you found your happiness because now problem solved. You know what I mean? Definitely. That's actually something that we tell our people all the time because we also have creators that go out and interview people for Are You Happy? In all the yeah. streets every which way, right? You see it on social. That's part of the documentary process. That's one of the things that they are trained to do is to go beyond just that basic question and to dig deeper and to, you know, experience what it is that that person is trying to convey through their answers and then go deeper than that even because there's much more beyond than, like you said, beyond the surface level. Yeah. I, now that you say that, I mean, I've definitely seen those interviews. They're popular. And that being said, the fact that they go into more questioning is the most beautiful process of it all because it's where you're going to find what that word may even mean to somebody, like happy. You know what I mean? Something that seems so basic, but can go so deep because it can hit certain parts of people that they may actually question whether or not they really are. So cover something that they had no idea was even there. Amen. Well, yeah. yeah, there is so many roots. You are so right. Now, if you could share a message with the world, you've already shared some, but any message at all, just something that, that you are burning to share, what would that be? That's a really, really good question. You know, I would definitely share this for the theme of what we're really going off of today. A tried and true verse that I hold deep to me is Psalms 139, but more specifically, verse 14, which says, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. If I could share that with everybody so that they can always remember that 
word fearfully is striving from fear, meaning God fearing, meaning his creation and wonderful or wonderfully meaning good, marvelous, happily. So God happily made you. You are programmed naturally to be happy. It's like if somebody made you food with love, it just tastes better because it was made with love. You are made out of wonderful happiness, marvelousness. You are happy. You are marvelous. You are wonderful. So being that as it may, the only thing that can steer and deter you away from your own natural chemistry to be a happy person would be negative things that happen to you. So my advice would be to to know that if nothing negative happens to us, then we would know no negative. But if we know no negative, how can we ever find bigger meaning and bigger purpose? Our lives are supposed to be wonderful and wonderfully. So dive deep, find purpose to problems, know that you are naturally programmed to be happy. And if you ever feel like you're getting off your program, it's not you. You've got to control your mind, find that deepness within and that darkness that's making those Part X chirps in there and go find yourself and you're going to be just fine. That's an excellent message. Thank you. Try to do a full circle with a lot of things. You did wonderfully. Man, you. I've been all day on just like going through your life process and finding out, you know, all of these wonderful works and, and people that inspired you because I'm curious to know that. But what I would also like to do is find out about your company as well, because you're the founder for Golden Years Health and Life Insurance Agency. And based off what I've read, it sounds like there's a passion there for people and for life. And I want to know how that culminated into this company. Yes, absolutely. Backstory and a short story here. I've come from a family. My father owns an insurance agency and I worked there for a little bit out of school. And I told him that I wanted to turn it into a call center before he retired. He didn't really like the idea and COVID hit. I ran away to Miami, basically. His insurance agency had to shut down and take a pause, and I knew I wanted to leave. I ran away to Miami. I didn't know what I was going to do for money or where I was going to live. I didn't even see an apartment before I got down there, but I knew I wanted to go, so I trusted my judgment. I was seeing angel numbers everywhere, which we can get into another time, but I ran away down to Miami, and I started a company called Hat Hair. I literally made myself a hat just to go to a brunch. I painted it and designed it myself just because ones that I saw online were like $75 per hat that just had like a cheetah band on it. And I, whatever, made my own and it got a lot of attention. And a lot of people started asking me to design these hats. And next thing I know, I was asked to design them and put them in a museum. And the next thing I know, I have an incorporation called Hat Hair, hence the last name H-A-R-E, where I designed hats for a living in Miami, Florida. And I was popping up at festivals and shows and museums and art galleries and these private events and all of these people I'd never even heard of in my small town world of Kentucky are asking me to design them these hats, like blue check marks everywhere. And I just could not believe that me making one, but putting my own love into it, spread into this huge hat hair movement. And I became a hat lady. And long story short, after about two years of doing that, and I still kind of do it when I can, I knew that my real purpose was to make my own insurance agency because I loved more than doing things for people and designing things for people. I loved helping people. So I called my dad and told him that I was about to be in direct competition with him. I opened up my own insurance incorporation and got an office not even 10 miles down the street from my dad's, started 
my own. And the purpose was to continuously help as many people as I can through insurance because it is a passion of mine knowing what I know on the other side of the fence of what it can be like if you do not have insurance. From my own experience in assisting seniors particularly, I have seen what it can do to you financially, physically, emotionally, what it could do to a family just from one person not insuring themselves properly because they didn't take it seriously or didn't think it would happen to them. And it is a generation's domino effect, truthfully. So I don't know how deep you want me to go into your one question there, but I mean, I could really go down a rabbit hole with that. (laughs) Yeah. And so could I, quite honestly, because like I was going to say was that I am licensed in insurance. I am a licensed agent. When I saw where you were coming from, I was like, I love that. Talk to insurance people about insurance all day long and it's not boring, like at all. <laughs> oh, I adore that. And good for you. And to anybody listening, I know insurance sounds like an eye roller. It's not, it's not that complicated. It really isn't. If you can grasp the basics, yeah. you know more than 90%. Totally. And then you end up being the one at the party or the family events where you're like, no, no. This is actually what's happening. And you're right. It's so funny. But I think that your origin story into insurance is really fascinating because like for myself, I went into it because I knew that there would never be there would never be a time where I knew everything. I wanted to learn more and always continue learning. So I figured out that, you know, to go into an industry where there was just like copious amounts of rules and underwriting processes and that was always changing and different states have different rules. So I figured This is an area where you can't possibly know everything. But then same, similar to you, where helping people is like the foundation of who you are. And so it just seems so perfect because I went into claims first and then went into, you know, sales and so forth, underwriting, all that good stuff. But for you, what I'm hearing and also what I read, you know, just in a little paragraph that we had from you, it references seniors not getting enough attention and care. And so- You give them your attention and then they give you their loyalty for life. It's very true. That is truly my backbone when it comes to this. That's my why, you know, why I do it, why I'm so passionate about it, why I love it. And the premise of that is is seniors, we're all going to be there one day. Again, it's not just a next door neighbor kind of thing or something you talk about with your significant other when you're all cute in the honeymoon stage. Like when we get older, we're going to, yeah, it's real. And the thing about preparing for whenever we get older is not enough people will sit down and talk about it because it's not exactly like a cup of tea conversation. But the truth of the matter is seniors have it worse than any of us. And we're going to be in a really bad boat whenever we retire. But truthfully speaking, if I myself am a senior and if I do not have myself set up financially or with an insurance policy that can cover me for something as simple as nursing facility care rehab, if I go to the hospital when I am discharged and released, if I need further rehabilitation and care, even if it's just simple physical therapy and occupational therapy, when I am without insurance and sent to a nursing facility, those are state-ran facilities. And they are completely obliged to have somebody pay this bill for you being in there. And if I do not have an insurance company paying for it, nobody is responsible but me. And if I do not have the monies to be paying for this nursing home, they have what's called a federal estate recovery provision. Came out in May of 1990. 
1993. It's been the number one financial crisis for seniors ever since. Basically speaking, they can go through your savings, CDs, IRAs, life insurance policies, anything with your name on it of quick financial value and claim it immediately. Not to even disclose the fact that if that's not enough, they will go as far as claiming assets and properties, home, auto, farm, you name it. It gets that nasty. And that's where I mean generations can be affected by this. Truthfully, two of my really good friends are directors at nursing facilities, and they will preach this exact same thing where families are not just affected by going in there and visiting their mother and father or grandparents, but financially speaking, even something that, that came to their life insurance policy that they thought that they were going to get and then they don't have anymore. When that person that is in the nursing facility passes, I mean, funerals, burials, cremations, 5,000 alone, burying is around $10,000. That burden is now be put on you. It, no one else is going to be able to pay for it. Just creates such a domino effect that people don't think about this. Mm-hmm. And it's sad because financials and money really could be the root of all evil, you know? But that's my passion for really comes from is it can affect so many more people than just yourself. For sure. I remember in my first years, it was it for me, it was always about the property and casualty. I was just very invested in the process of, you know, making sure that people's homes were secure and making sure that their family was OK when they left the house. Right. Mm-hmm. And driving in a car. That was so important to me, especially like, you know, 16 year old kids that are out there driving for the first time as a parent. You worry about them like crazy. You know, so for me, it was always about protecting them and, you know, when they're out and about. But then you hear, you know, the the life insurance and the health perspective and how, yeah, nobody thinks about that. No one thinks about who's going to be settled with the debts after you go. And and it becomes a huge conversation piece, but no one no one thinks about that enough. So it's yeah, incredible. All the scenarios that exist that we just don't think about. And so we're really thankful to have people like you who find a lot of meaning in in helping people and reaching them in different ways. I think that's incredible. Opening up your mind and perspective to many aspects. That's the least I can do while I'm here. That's my job in my own head. But yeah, and that's what I do kind of like with you. If I were to give advice to listeners, it doesn't matter what age you are, but the earlier, the better. You should go get a health and life license because bare minimum, if you are the person who helps out your family because you know what you're doing, you have done your due diligence to not only set them up, but yourself as well. It's not selfish to set up your family. It's your responsibility to set up your family. I never feel bad for doing that. Who else is going to do it? A stranger? I'd rather it be myself. Of course. Yeah. My family, my friends, I want to make sure they get what they should have. And so my advice to everybody listening is it is not hard to go get your license. And it's not like I'm getting anything out of this. It's not the state's paying me for saying this. I'm just giving you really good advice. You should go get your license. It's not that difficult. I would say if you really put your nose in the book, it could take you three to five days. If you take a little bit longer because you're working, it could take you about two weeks. You take an exam. It's 100 questions, 50 life, 50 health. Boom, you're done. Once you're done with that, you are golden. Go set, golden. See what I did there? Oh, that was pretty nice. All right. Maybe I did work my, no, just kidding. But let's go do it because it's worth it. And commissions are, don't even get started. It's ridiculous. 40 to 140% in commission. You're crazy not to do it. You're crazy not to do it. It is the best form of income. And then you get passive income. There's renewals. I get paid on a policy I sold two, three, seven years ago. I'm still being paid. 
don't have to do anything. And you talk about your rent being paid automatically for you right then and there. Not enough people have done it, but they need to. And that's my best. That's probably the best advice I could give you financially today. I remember having a conversation with my mom and she was like, why insurance? And I said, because it's legally required. So automatically have something to do all the time because, you know, it's required to be there. Your personal, your other passions, right? The the hats, the right, helping other people in whatever way possible. All of that still comes through while you're doing this, this significant work. And I think it's, it's awesome that you can do all of those things. And when your book comes out, it'll be there on the table and and we'll be able to read every day about all the amazing thoughts that you had. That makes me so happy. I would love that. It's funny how you can just start writing something for yourself or making a hat for yourself and the trickle effect that it could have to other people benefiting from your works. People should give themselves more credit and have that confidence to know that you are constantly being inspiring to somebody else, even if you don't know it. Someone would trade places with you. Somebody wants to be you. Somebody is watching you. Somebody is inspired by you. And the most beautiful thing about that is there's a whole world out there of people. Even if you touch one, like you have made an impact. So yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Full circle. Circle of life. Look at all that. I talked about circles the other day. Thank you so very much. Destin Hare, amazing, soon-to-be author, founder of this wonderful life insurance company. Real quick, before we go, tell everyone where they can find you, website, socials, all that good stuff. Yes. Okay. Instagram is Destin G. Hare, D-E-S-T-I-N-G-H-A-R-E. My Instagram for Golden Years is Golden Years Healthcare on Instagram. It's spelled just like it sounds. And other than that, if you want to see some of the coffee quotes, those come out on the Destin Instagram Monday through Friday on the stories until the book is actually published. That is amazing. Well, we will certainly check it out. And then we'll also put all of these wonderful links in our description for the episode so people can check you out even beyond today. Thank you for being here, everyone. We'll see you next week for another episode of Are You Happy Podcast. Destin, have the best week of your life. Thank you. The Are You Happy Hour and Are You Happy Hotline are brought to you by Are You Happy Podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media such as Instagram and subscribe via your favorite podcast platform. Are You Happy, the docuseries can also be found on social media such as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. See you guys next time for another wonderful episode of Are You Happy, the Happy Hour.